When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, and welcome to the How to Be a Better Person podcast. I'm Kate. Since the pandemic is as bad or even worse than it's ever been, I'm replaying 10 of my favorite episodes from the Calm the F Down series that I ran in early April during the first COVID wave. Each day from now until December 11th, I'll share one simple thing you can do to lower your stress levels and deal with the uncertainty with grace. I'll be back with new episodes on December 14th to help us process this cuckoo bananas year and start 2021 off with clear eyes and full hearts, as Coach from Friday Night Lights would say. In the meantime, I hope you'll enjoy this chance to catch up on episodes you may have missed. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission, to help you live your best life. Hello, and welcome to day 15 of the 21-day challenge to calm the F down here on the How to Be a Better Person podcast. If you missed any of the earlier days, the party started in episode 170, so you can definitely go back and catch up. In this third and final week of the challenge, I'm talking about how to calm down in your own mind. This isn't about thinking positively or deluding yourself or bright-siding yourself. It's about making friends with yourself and getting real so you can stop trying so hard to be some way or someone you're not. Today's big idea is about finding new ways to express yourself without over-relying on the F-bomb, which, let's face it, is awfully easy to do in today's world for reasons I'll talk more about in just a minute. But it's a slippery slope, and the next thing you know, you could be dropping F-bombs all over the place, including in front of the kids, which, let's face it, sends mixed messages. Also, let this be a warning that I will be saying curse words. So if your kids are around, you might want to take this opportunity to put on your headphones. So once, right after we had just adopted our dog, Cookie, it was about four years ago, so my son was about six, Teddy and I were out walking her, and it was a beautiful spring day, and we were walking down our retail strip in our neighborhood, and it was getting close to dinner time, and we saw that our favorite restaurant was totally empty, and usually that place is bumping, and it's hard to get a table in there. So I called my husband, who hadn't come on the dog walk, and said, hey, do you want to come join us for dinner? He drove to meet us and he parked his car right in front of the restaurant. And we tied Cookie up to a little fence that goes around one of those street trees, you know, right by his car. She loves his car. It's like her safe space. So she was all curled up next to the tire and we went inside to get burgers. Because it was 5.30 in the afternoon and the place was totally empty, we were only in there for about 45 minutes. You know, we know what we like there. We just ordered it. We ate it. We came out. And when we came out, I saw that there was a woman bending down and looking at our dog. And I thought to myself, oh, she thinks our dog is just as cute as we do. We're going to have such a fun conversation about how cute Cookie is. 
Well, when we walked up to her, she stood up and she looked at us and she said, is this your dog? And we said, yes. And she said, you left your dog in the gutter. And I said, well, it's not really. She cuddled up there because that's our car and our car is her safe space. And look at her. She's really happy. She, her name when we first adopted her was Smiley. So when she's happy, she pants and she really looks like she's smiling. Well, this woman really didn't care. She said, I cannot believe you left your dog in the gutter. And then she looked at me. She looked at me right in the eye. And she said, do you know what? She said, you're an asshole. (laughs) I mean, it's like a spring came loose in my mind and my eyes went black and white swirly. You know, I just felt like she was insulting my dog parenting. And let me tell you, I've been knocking myself out to make sure that dog had happy and she'd been getting her exercise and you know she would have much happier there outside the restaurant where she could see us through the window and we could see her and not home alone where she might be chewing something and then getting in trouble anyway I lost it (laughs) and I looked at that woman and I said to her you know what fuck you and then I took the dog and I walked away and then I looked down at what was what I was holding in my other hand, which was my son's hand, my six-year-old son, whose eyes were big as saucers and was clearly rattled by the whole experience, as he should be. And then we had to have a long discussion about how I overreacted and how I regretted what I said and how I made a mistake and I was sorry if I upset him. You know, it kind of opened up this whole can of worms and I immediately regretted it. But in that moment, man, woo, did I feel righteous. So here's the thing. The word fuck is definitely having a moment. There have been many books on the bestseller list with it in its title in the last year or two. It's kind of entered our lexicon as an okay thing to say. And it's not quite as, doesn't have as big a stigma as it once did. And so we've all had the experience of feeling how cathartic it is to let an F-bomb rip. Also, if you think about people from England or Ireland saying it, and they say it a lot, like it definitely hasn't had the stigma over there that it has had here. It sounds so charming in their their accent. And it kind of makes you think like, oh, this is an okay word. This is on the table at all times. But you probably had the experience, maybe like I have, that when you say F you in anger, it definitely hurts, right? It's like the septum centra curse in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. It draws blood. And really, it's a mixed bag on whether cursing really does us any good. People have actually, researchers have actually looked at this. So some researchers at the University of Bristol in England, where, like I said, fuck is just part of the daily language, they wired volunteers up to a machine that would assess their stress levels by measuring their sweat. And then they asked those volunteers to say swear words, like fuck, and their euphemisms, like frack, out loud. So these were volunteers who knew exactly what the study was about. It's not like, you know, if they weren't into cursing, they wouldn't have signed up for it. So you would think that this wouldn't have that big of a reaction on them. But it actually showed that they had higher stress levels when they were asked to swear than when they were asked to state the common euphemism for those swear words. So swearing kind of stresses us out. There is a plus side to that rise in stress levels, however. There's another British researcher, this one at Keele University in Staffordshire, England, who asked willing undergraduate students to stick their hands in ice-cold water for as long as they could stand it on two different occasions. The first time, they could swear as much as they want. And the second time, they had to stick to non-curse words. Well, guess what? 
those brave students could keep their hands in ice-cold water twice as long when they were allowed to curse. So, perhaps there is some benefit in it for us. It reduces pain, which makes sense because when you're stressed out, you're pumping the adrenaline out. You're not necessarily feeling your physical body so much. I mean, it's like if you're in a fight with somebody, you might not notice that you've been injured or, you know, that you've drawn blood, that blood has been drawn on you until later when you calm down. But when you're all revved up, it's like you feel invincible. So yes, cursing can definitely help us get through tough times and we are living through tough times. I'm not saying let's never say fuck again. I'm just saying let's try to exercise some other vocabulary muscles. My high school English teacher used to say that swearing was a sign of an unimaginative mind. It's like using a boring adjective like good or fine when you could reach for something more eloquent like adequate or marvelous or peachy keen. So let's be creative with how we express the sentiment behind the F word so that we only use it when it's really appropriate. Because, hey, there is a time and a place for everything. It's just that that time and place is not all the time. (laughs) And that leads me to today's tiny assignment. Make a list of three F-bomb alternatives that you want to try out. Be creative. You can write as many as you like. Three is just the minimum. But because you never really know what word is really going to capture your feelings until you really need it, I want to make sure that you have more than one option. You might write down fudge and then you stub your toe and say fudge and it just feels like so boring and not unclimactic. If you need inspiration of what your curse word alternatives could be, there's this really cool brand new book called Creative Cursing. It's such a fun and funny interactive mix and match book. It has two pads with wire O binding at the top and each pad has all these different funny words. So you flip one pad to one page randomly and then you flip the other pad to another page randomly and then boom, you have this fun mashup of a curse word. I'm not being paid by anybody related to creative cursing. I had only heard about this book because a friend of mine posted a video of her using it on my Facebook page. And she flipped one pad to a new page and it was anus. And then she flipped to the other pad to another page and it was monster. So (laughs) if you want, you could use anus monster as one of your new curse words. (laughs) You could also watch this awesome 1984 movie with Michael Keaton called Johnny Dangerously. Uh, Michael Keaton plays a guy who turns to crime to pay his mother's medical bills. And so he's running around with all these gangsters and all the gangsters curse constantly, except in this movie, just because it's kind of silly and slapstick, all the curses are clean. So they're running around calling each other corksucker and saying, farg you. (laughs) So you could watch Johnny Dangerously. If you're looking for something to binge, I recommend it. And you might learn a new curse word from it. The trick will be to use something different when you stub your toe or whenever something pushes your buttons. That's going to be the hard part. Coming up with the curse word alternatives is the fun part. I would love to hear what your favorite alternative curse words are. Come tell me on Twitter or Facebook, where I'm Kate W. Hanley, don't forget the W, or on Instagram, where I'm Kate Hanley Author. I also want to take a moment to tell you about something that makes me want to curse with happiness, which is my new Manta sleep mask. Now, to be clear, Manta Sleep is How to Be a Better Person's first official sponsor. I am so excited to be working with them because I am a huge sleep mask devotee. I really can't sleep without one, especially now that the sun is up for longer and longer periods of time. And, you know, it's a global pandemic, kind of stressful. 
any little beam of light goes straight through my eyeballs to my pineal gland, which is what regulates your internal clock. And it says, wake up. But the Mantis Sleep Mask has these amazing foam cups that completely encase your eye socket while still giving you room to blink. Having that room to blink is important for REM sleep. That's called rapid eye movement sleep. So you don't want your eyelids to be impeded while you're dreaming. I mean, it really is good for helping you get ideal rest. It's also nice and cool and super adjustable so that it fits your head just right. It is helping me get the sleep that I need to be a decent human. And the fine folks at Manta are offering How to Be a Better Person listeners a coupon code. To check these masks out for yourself, go to mantasleep.com and use the code BETTER to save some money on your own sleep mask. That's mantasleep.com. Manta, like the sea creature with the shape of the mask, kind of looks like a manta ray. And remember, use the coupon code BETTER. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you.